Hi and welcome to Okawa Book Club. I'm your host Mariko. I'm John. And today we'll be discussing The Laws of Great Enlightenment, Chapter 2, The Power to Forgive Sins, in correlation to the Unknown Stigma, Part 1. So this chapter is uh, very, very profound and deep, and we can really apply this, and actually I think we all need this a lot in our daily lives. Yeah, maybe you want to talk a little bit about the correlation with the Unknown Stigma, Part 1? Sure. Yeah, I mean, trauma is a pretty pervasive theme in the Unknown Stigma Part 1, what with the sex crime that had happened in relation to the protagonist, Agnes. And throughout the story, you see that she is suffering some of the results from trauma, including um, she loses her memory, so there's sort of a repression. And and eventually, there's a beautiful moment where she's sort of given the opportunity to have revenge on the people who caused her trauma and chooses to forgive them instead. And that was such a powerful moment and a really powerful message that can almost, I think, escape you when you're reading it because it seems like sort of quick and (laughs) there's so much going on in the story. Uh, But I think correlating with the laws of great enlightenment, the theme of forgiveness is central to overcoming trauma. And as I was revisiting the laws of great, en- of great enlightenment, uh, which I had read a couple of years ago, I was thinking about the way trauma is perceived in the field of psychology that I work in. And like uh, Sigmund Freud said, that trauma is like a, a wound or a scar that never fully heals and you kind of just learn to cope with it. And I think that's sort of a very limited perspective. You know, I don't think any of us would really feel happy with feeling that we can't ever heal from our trauma. And I think that the reason that that's an attitude, and at least some of the field of psychology, is because the power of forgiveness isn't really tapped into. And there can be sort of victim mindset in certain ways and dependence on other people to give us closure, Mm -hmm. um, which just isn't always possible. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the crossover of these two books really contains a, a set of teachings that can be practically applied by all of us, regardless of whether or not we have trauma. I mean... It could just be things from the past that we're holding on to that were painful experiences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And in Unknown Stigma Part 1, like the greatest sin that could ever happen to a woman was happening in the book. And it was, for me, I was thinking, why did this happen? And how could this happen? And why is it presented in this book? And I thought, okay, this is probably like the most unforgivable thing ever. Right. And a very almost unrelatable thing for most of people. So we really had to stretch our minds and hearts to really feel what she went through. And it was difficult. But the fact that she couldn't have without faith, right. without religion. And going back to your point in modern psychology they don't have the spiritual factor that's why it kind of just goes around and around it's like oh you can't really heal this is what you are this is who you're going to be and you're just going to have to kind of cope with it but not heal completely and yeah i never liked that it's a very it's like who says that (laughs) you know how dare you tell me i can't heal like i can do whatever i want but yeah having faith really unleashes you in so many ways i felt yeah yeah it's like without faith you're sort of stuck in this materialist cycle Mm -hmm. you know you can really only go so far and then faith is like this gateway into Mm -hmm. higher dimensions Mm -hmm. literally yeah yeah literally in the book the laws of great enlightenment it talks about how we can set our suffering 
like on a time limit or they're good in legal terms like a statute of limitations and I felt that was really hopeful and incredible it's like oh we can set it ourselves it's very freeing and I think for her too it was instead of dwelling she could heal and I think that's a very important point that all of us can actually benefit from and use in whatever we're dealing with yeah yeah absolutely yeah it is very empowering you know to feel like okay i'm suffering because of this now but in three months or a year or two days <laughs> whatever the case mm-hmm. may be i'm going i'm deciding that i'm going to move on yeah and whatever i'm holding on to from the past i will allow myself to feel it process it right now but i can't i'm choosing not to live like this forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it really gives you an internal sense of control over your suffering that isn't I don't think that's really like a common idea or yeah. a common knowledge. You know, there's this idea time heals all wounds. Maybe yeah. you know, yeah, and, and they do nothing except maybe dwell or dream. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But to set a time limit is so practical and it actually works and it's spiritually liberating. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I really I enjoyed the the point that was made in the laws of great enlightenment. How like when we're wronged by somebody, it could sort of sometimes even empower us you know that feeling of wanting maybe not revenge but like feeling like we need to get even it could sort of empower us to do better but and for a little while that could be okay and and again as long as we're placing limitation but if we go through our whole life like that it's going to descend into something very negative Mm -hmm. and i think that's interesting because within the lifespan that sort of parallels like the a person who commits suicide after death they will then end up spiraling so within life once they've done that that's the path they've chose within our lifespan though we can we have the ability to reborn in our lifespan you know we can make a very dramatic change Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to that point i want to just read part of the book on page 69 it reads while we humans are the children of buddha and god we are imperfect awkward creatures in this world we should know this and accept ourselves as struggling to live you're allowed to be like that since you are currently undergoing soul training and are studying in the school of the soul it is important that you bear your imperfection and nurture a forgiving heart yeah he says bear your imperfection (laughs) don't struggle through it but bear it i think it's a different thing Mm. accept it yeah and yeah we were talking earlier it's so easy to a lot of perfectionists are the ones who quit or commit suicide or have really emotional outbreaks because they expect such a high standard and i think we all to a certain degree have this and yeah someone was making a point that you actually expect perfection more in others than yourself yeah i think i'm guilty of that (laughs) cause myself a lot of you know suffering on that point likewise yeah i think it's important to yeah look at each other actually hey fellow human we're doing this thing called life and it's okay (laughs) to mess up and we strive to be one with god or buddha but we are not god or buddha ourselves so give yourself some slack basically. I think perfectionism is something that can look a lot of different ways. And because of that, it might not always even be obvious to us. Mm -hmm. Like we may just find that we're, but you know, it's like, I think if you're finding that you're constantly disappointed in yourself, you're constantly disappointed in others, it's worth reflecting on the standard that you're holding yourself and others to. Mm -hmm. And then being realistic about the limitations that we all have. That's true. 
yeah, it's like, don't expect the worst and try to go for more. But yeah, at your own current capabilities. And it also says in the book how if you don't forgive yourself, you actually commit more sin. Mm. Like you hate yourself so much that you're like, well, I identify as a bad person. Therefore, I do bad things. And I think that's a cycle of negativity, violence and crime that happens so much around us. So the power of forgiveness can really uplift a whole society. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I see that in patients with borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. They tend to have this really pervasive feeling that there's a bad person. Mm. And that often can lead to suicidal ideation. Um, in rarer cases, you know, homicidal ideation. But mostly it tends to be more suicidal. And again, and there is a standard there that just isn't being met. And it's okay. It's, mm. None of us are perfect. <laughs> right, right. In the book, it talks about how mistakes are really great experiences for the soul. And he talks about if you've never made a mistake, you haven't really done anything. So I thought it was a very refreshing point and very true. Perfectionists, they don't start or finish anything because they're like, well, I don't want to give out a half done work and be criticized for it. So people who are not afraid are just pumping out projects and things and they learn so much so i think it's so important just to keep going and there's a lot of peace and release in that kind of way of life and just to keep going and he says on page 98 you came into this world because you repeated please to do so you wanted to be born you wanted to live so this being the case once you have succeeded in being born do not try to hurry to your death everyone is eventually doomed to die and your time will come one day so it is worthwhile to try and achieve a turnaround in the time that remains to you do your best in your given circumstances for you will never have the same chance again and that was a beautiful phrase i thought and very releasing because He's giving us a second chance in this moment. We're allowed to start over from today. And it's not something that just sounds nice and feels nice, but it's actually true. Yeah. And a lot of, I think a lot of people are like, oh, don't worry, you can, you got this, you can do it again. But actually, you can really do it again. You really should, because this is one of the points that you will regret in your dying days or after you die and you review your life. You're going to wish you had. That's powerful. Yeah. So thank you for listening today to the Laws of Great Enlightenment book club. We did chapter two, The Power to Forgive Sins. This is a beautiful book. It is great enlightenment and we're being given this opportunity to tap into it. So please do read it. You can find it on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com as well. And The Unknown Stigma Part 1 will be available in hardcover on October 1st. You can pre-order that now at Barnes & Noble or amazon.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next time thanks